0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, this is Dirk Nowitzki, and you listen to the MAPS Step Back podcast.
1: Let me step back for a minute, tired of the gimmicks, see we just focused on winning, ball in the airline center, we about to get litty. Luka carrying a torch, boy jumped up off the porch, how you reckon with his force, third season in the game, and he a legend by his fourth, look, after dirt, now the king of Dallas, airline serving, as the palace, young team and it's full of talent, Won revenge, we accept the challenge, Luka carrying a legacy, what it take to be an MVP, being great, know it cost a fee, know it really, really ain't that hard to see, hold on wait, silence the critics cause they never did it, Pass out Jordan I ain't woke up the city, Map shooting hot like we straight out the chimney, go back to Batman I'm calling them Drizzy, both triple doubles I'm waiting on 50, step back smoother you know it's so filthy, if I get down on my team gonna lift me, rep the map, step back, overcame the setbacks, starting where we left at, know we gotta get back, know we gotta get back, Wrap the map, step back, overcame the setbacks, starting where we left at. No, we gotta get back, like no, we gotta get back. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute.
2: How's it going, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Mavs Step Back Live. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I'm here with my co-host, Matt Glatson And y'all, the <laughs> the Mavs, uh, they just, they went into L.A. and they stole both games to start this series to go up 2-0. And now they come back to American Airlines Center to play their first home playoff game since 2016, to a near full capacity crowd. I mean, the, the atmosphere is going to be absolutely insane uh, when they get back for game three on Friday. And I, I just, I can't wait. But So the final score of game two, it was uh, 127 to 121. Luka, 39 points, seven rebounds, seven assists. Went toe-to-toe with Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. played like the second star on the team that he has you know that's what he's done the majority of the season more so than than KP has I mean just I I just can't believe it Matt I mean I (laughs) I went into this game with pretty low expectations because you know I figured the the Clippers would come out and throw the first punch and try to knock the Mavs out early but man this team has really impressed me. Like I'm super proud of this roster. Uh, they they've come out and uh, really laid the hammer down. And even KP ended up, you know, after starting off, you know, iffy, he ended up with 20 points on eight of 12 shooting. So, uh, you know, it it could have it could have been worse tonight. Is what I'm trying to say. I, I feel like the Clippers uh would have come out with more fire and you know tried to even the series up, but the Mavs just went out there and took it. Uh so it, it was great. What's your initial thoughts from that that amazing game two win?
3: Well yeah, and they they also they they did it um, while shooting terribly from the free throw line, which is always good. I mean that game's not even close if they hit oh, man. uh you know seventy to eighty percent from the line. So uh great Shout overall out. win.
2: Shout out to Josh Richardson, by the way. You know, as bad as the Mavs shot from the free throw line as a team, Josh Richardson went in there and hit some huge free throws at the end. Really clutch. Uh, So that was great to see.
3: I think that's the first thing that uh, you said good about Josh Richardson in quite some time. So uh, you must be in a good mood. But, (laughs) but yeah, uh, great overall win. Uh, Tim was awesome, as usual. Uh, Luca was just a god. So, it, it, you know you can't you can't really say much more than that. Um, I just realized that I made a typo in my game story, so I'm going to go in and fix that real quick. But hey, also, well that's
2: perfect that's perfectly fine. That'll give me a, a little segue to Christian here. <laughs> go ahead and fix that, Matt. <laughs> I'm, I'm on my way already. Don't worry, <laughs> Christian. What's up, man? How you feeling? Oh my god! I, I mean, the
4: emotions. <laughs> From that game, it it was funny because I right when you said that off the top of, you know, the expectations were low going into the game. Um, you know, I told my girlfriend, I was like, I don't think I'm going to be mad today. I'm mentally preparing uh, for, you know, a difficult game. I know Clippers are going to punch back. So, you know, I'm prepared. And then it's halftime. And I'm like, w- we got to win this game. Like we have to and uh yeah you know i and to be honest like when i'm when i'm looking at the game there's two things because i think you know each game you could kind of look at the anomalies in a sense like we were just scorching at halftime it was what like 67 percent from the field or something um yeah
2: it was crazy <laughs> and
4: and so i was you know you look at when you look ahead, right, it's, well, you know, we in all likelihood won't do that again. But at the same time, the the officiating against us, I think, was awful in this game. And when I saw Scott Foster was one of the uh, officials for this game, I kind of knew that going in. Um, so there's that. And the free throws uh, were just, just how many times did we miss two free throws in a row when it could have really, you know, helped put our foot
2: on them to run away with it? But um Oh, oh yeah. Look, if if the Mavs even have a decent free throw shooting night, yeah, other than Josh Richardson, they win comfortably in this one and it's not you know, we're not holding our breath in the last couple of minutes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, it. I mean, even when there was like nine seconds left, I was like, no, we haven't won. These announcers keep acting like we won. Don't say that. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I I told my girlfriend, I was like, if Josh Richardson makes these free throws, I will forgive any bad thing I've ever said about him. And just realistically, I think he played well on both ends. Um, his defense yeah. was rather good. You know, those free throws in, in that moment um were just, you know, so crucial. And I just think as a team, you know, Dorian kind of regressed this game. But uh, you know, what about Maxi? Man, was he on fire early? That was exciting and you know, I, I just think um what an exciting time to be a Mavs and how lucky we are and it was great having Dirk in the attendance. Um you know how lucky we are as a fan base to go from Dirk to
2: Luca. I mean, just oh, yeah, to- yeah. And, and and look, they had a that Luca had a bunch of Dirk esque uh, shots tonight, too, with with him in attendance. So, it, it, there's two things when Dirk is in attendance, and when Tim Hardaway Jr., if like any of his family members are there, one or the other, or both you know, the Mavs seem to, to bring it a little bit more than, you know, than normal. So, as soon as they announced that Dirk, you know, I, was a, I wasn't was as optimistic as I usually am before the game, but as soon as I saw that they said they expected Dirk to be in attendance, I was like, okay. <laughs> they they well, might come out with a little a little more well, energy than, than what I thought.
3: <laughs> well, then what's going to happen uh, in the next game when Tim and, when Tim's family and Dirk are both in attendance? Well then, then the,
2: we might the have the a world repeat can explode. Yeah, we might have a repeat of that first Mavs Clippers game of the season if if that happens. I don't know. Uh, okay, Indeed. so we're gonna we're gonna bring on another return guest here, our guy Xavier. X, how you doing, man?
5: Look, I'm doing great. I, I just I want to apologize to Josh McSwag in the comments. He's been calling me poor <laughs> You know what, Josh? You're right. You're absolutely right. I am a gargantuan asshole, and for that, I apologize for ever having doubted this team, ever having doubted Josh Richardson or Timmy. Give the max. Give him part ownership. Rename the goddamn arena after him. I don't care. We need to bring Timmy back. And for all of the blasphemous things that I've tried to write in my so-called fan balance articles. Screw all of that noise. I was wrong. You know? So, other than that, man, bring somebody else up. But I just wanted to apologize to all the fans because, yeah, you know, I try to be fan balanced, but screw that noise. Who wants to be fan balanced, right? Go Mavs. Yeah,
2: I mean, look, look, I've, I've, uh, I've been super hard. On uh, on Josh Richardson, Matt can tell he, you know I, I say stuff every now and then on the pod and, <laughs> but it, it's those uh, it's those Twitter DMs with with Matt and our buddy Kirk Henderson where <laughs> I, I've said some things that that people would probably be mad at me if you know if I revealed it because I, I mean I, I was really hard on him, uh, but you know he he had a really good he really had a good game one too but. Uh, the only complaint I had from uh, Josh Richardson in this uh, in this game too was when he got he got a huge steal, went on a fast break, and he ended up with an offensive foul because he put an elbow into I think it was Reggie Jackson. I can't remember exactly, but you know that was the only time uh, in this game where I was you know disappointed in how he played. So overall, it's great. You know, after game one, the Mavs were already playing with house money. Uh, and now, uh, up two zero, 0 going back home, like I said, first, it'll be the first home playoff game, uh, for the Mavs since 2016, and it's going to be at near full capacity for two straight games. So, man, I, look, it's not exactly the same as that 2011 series against the Lakers, but man, it's got some similarities, doesn't it? Uh, I, I mean, am I, am I wrong? are y'all with me on that, or am I completely off?
3: Well, I, I want to see what happens in Game 3, but it's it's starting to trend that way. I, I, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here, though. I mean, Clippers are a very good team. They
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
3: You know they could figure something out I will say uh if Doc Rivers was the coach of the Clippers instead of Ty Lue I would be a lot more nervous about game three right but it's Ty Lue so I'm, I'm feeling okay yeah um big look, I mean, big having, big
2: advantage for the Mavs yeah, there
3: I mean the Mavs definitely have the best coach in this series it's not even close so uh but no I mean look it it's a massive win uh Going up two nothing in a series and then heading back home, winning the first you know first two games on the road, it's it's uh, in the NBA, is, it's one of the biggest advantages in sports, especially you know going into that American Airlines Center with that uh, that Mavs home crowd, it's going to be really difficult for the Clippers and you know they if 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 stuff starts to go the Mavs way early in that game, this series could be over by halftime. So right. the Mavs, the Mavs really need to, cl- you know, come in and, and put the hammer on them early and um and not let up and continue the intensity. They look like the they look like the, the more intense team. They look like the tougher team, and that's something that I never thought I would say, you know,
2: going oh, through yeah, this the season.
3: And it's it hasn't even been close.
2: The demeanor has yeah. been something that I didn't expect. You know, it they've. Uh, they've just been so poised and they, they act like they've been here like many times before it's, it was really unexpected. I mean, I, I, I I anticipated them giving the Clippers a fight. I did not think they would, you know, end up winning both games uh, on the road like they, like they did. But all right, guys, I'm going to bring a a couple more people up here. We've got about four speaker requests here. I'm going to go in order. Uh, Brad, I'm going to bring you up. Brad, what's up, yeah,
6: what's man. up, man? Uh, so, I mean, my thought for this uh, uh, series here is, uh, do you not know how much this team is Luca's team? Because Luca hates the Clippers. And you can just tell, like, you know, the previous guy was saying, well, we are just, like, on a different mental level, it seems, than last year with them. Like, there's no intimidation. There's no worry about, you know, they make their runs. Kawhi, like, honestly, Kawhi, like, obviously, just did whatever he wanted to. It didn't matter. Like, I mean, every other player is stepping up, making shots. If it wasn't, it wasn't Dorian Finney-Smith tonight. Um, But turns out, surprise, it was Maxie who just put up, like, God, like, 12 points in the first quarter. I'm not sure he meant another shot or maybe even had another shot attempt after that, honestly. Like, I have no clue. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, like th- that's just, like, the way this team is working. And it's just the confidence in each other is just astounding and a stark the, contrast to how the Clippers work.
2: Yeah, yeah, and look, I've, I've said it all season, this Mavs team – is the sum of all its parts. You know, how how they play together yeah. on a night-to-night basis will determine whether they win or not. Luke is going to – we know what Luke is going to do. He's going to go out there and give you, you know, what he gives you every single night. That's just who he is. It's always a question of, you know, who is he going to get help from. Uh, and like you said, you know, first game it was Dorian mostly. Uh, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr., he's been consistent. Tonight it was Maxie to start. And, I mean, look – I. I really think we've and I don't know how we did it but I really think we've understated the revenge factor in this series because it, I mean Luca you can just see it the, the fire after every play he makes he's barking at he's barking at the clippers and <laughs>
6: you don't think that's like, a combination we, of of Rick and Luca like I mean Rick Carla he he dislikes people <laughs> Okay, let's get real. Like, he holds grudges. He's not that friendly of a person. Like, I mean, he's just not. Like, I mean, I think that's a a great pairing of people that just will say, you know what, like, F you. Like, we're going to do this. Yeah. Let's get everyone else on board.
2: And look, it's not just just the revenge factor from last year's playoff series, too. I think the fact that – that Rick is going up against uh, Rondo in this series, I think that has a little <laughs> bit of something to do with it too. I think he's yeah. really wanting to put it on him.
6: <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you uh, in this
2: one, I, I think my my biggest
6: thing so far is the fact that we have Jalen this year, and we didn't have him last year. I, I think that's a huge difference for us. Like just having someone like me, because we had Trey Burke before, which Trey is fine. He can score the ball, but like he has not played a minute unless I yeah. just missed him.
2: No, uh, no, he, he has like, not played yet.
6: And, you know, like we were – Jalen is something that they're not ready for, someone that's poised that can be in a pressure situation. Like this is the reason why I was surprised we got him. Like we drafted him in that, you know, whatever, 61st pick or whatever we did. Or not 61st, uh, whatever it was, 31st.
2: Yeah, thir- um, 34th I think it was. Oh, for 34th.
6: Uh, yeah, second
2: Brunson. round pick though.
6: Like for this guy that just has like this championship mentality, and like having that there with the team, running the show when, especially when Luca's off the court, I think makes all the difference in the world. And and I, I don't know. Like we we look yeah. like a look, completely different team than last year.
2: Yeah, and Brad, we appreciate it. Good stuff. Uh, but look, Brunson. He's had 3 and 1s on Paul George in these two games. <laughs> you know, he just he has a he has a knack for just getting under people. Like he he has a low center of gravity, gets under people, drives to the basket and he's strong enough to finish with contact. And that's just that's something that they sorely missed last year. And look, even before the shoulder injury last year, I don't know if this was exactly you know the same Jalen Brunson that we're seeing now. He put in some work in the offseason. You know he's gotten better all the way around. Uh, but I mean he he has definitely been a huge uh, piece for this team in this series, and uh, it hasn't just been him. It's it's been a collection of people. So I mean it's it's been it's it's been great to see. I'm I'm super excited. Uh, you know the job's not done. I'm sure they'll be happy about it tonight and then move on to the to the next game because, you
3: know, it's not over until you win four. So we'll see how it goes. Right. And just real quick, you know, it's not just Jalen that is making a huge difference here. It's, you know, Max, he's hitting five of six when last year, he wasn't hitting anything at the playoffs uh, in, the, in the first round last year. Um, you know, they have, you know, I know he hasn't been perfect, but KP is in there and he's, you know, he's playing okay. They've got Willie, they've got Dwight they've got what they have is depth, and they can throw a lot of different things at at the clippers right now and it, I think it's really making a difference. Last year they were broken, and especially after KP went out um, with the knee thing, I mean they, they just they were just broken and, and right now they're healthy, they're energized you know it's it's a completely different dynamic than last than last season and it's it's really starting to show.
2: Yeah. Well, look, we're going to keep rolling here with with guys uh, that have requested uh, to speak here. Ike, how you doing, man? Holy
5: shit. How you guys doing, man? (laughs) Man, oh, man. You know, it's it's very interesting because I actually felt like the Mavs were going to win tonight. And it's just, I guess from a mental perspective, this team is different, like – there's an edge, you know, a, a lot of times they kind of seem to be like even keel, you know, kind of about their business. But, the, you know, how everything <laughs> kind of uh, kind of finalized towards the end of the, the season as far as, you know, the Clippers going out of their way to tank just to play us. And then the Mavs actually like barking back and actually talking some shit like, OK, is this what you want? Then you're going to get it. And they're going out and they're actually showing that. So it's 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 really amazing i think it's something that a lot of us probably have kind of hoped for it's for you know just for perspective is how they uh, go out and play like playing with an edge like i get i, I literally get chills when luca hits one of his crazy shots and he just starts barking at some of the fans or you know it's just i just love the swag i really do but it's, it's just a hilarious thing as far as like okay kawaii have 30, he went nuclear in the first half, he had 30, he only finished with 41 and it sounds funny saying, finishing with 41, but when you put it in perspective how he was in the first half, that means that, you know, they really stepped up in the second half, or unless Kawhi got tired somehow, but another point is that all the Clippers starters were negatives, all of our starters were positives, as far as uh, plus minus, so yeah. um, they're, they're definitely and in their heads. And man. that's
2: pretty And that's pretty much how it was in, in game one, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, the, the bench was mostly negative in the first game, other than Josh Richardson, and uh, all of the starters were major pluses. You know, it was basically exactly the same from game one to game two. And, you know, like I said, it, it just, you just kind of get the feeling now that this Mavs team has the Clippers' number, at least, you know, for this season, because they played them extremely well in the regular season. I know the 51 point game. They didn't have Kawhi Leonard, but I mean, <laughs> they had everybody right. else, uh, right. and you know they've just they've really played them well uh, throughout this season. And you know now they're four and one against them if you count the playoffs and the regular season. So uh, you just kind of feel like they they have their number they have a they have the personal grudge against them. You know Maxie, he's got something to prove. He shot forty near forty percent from three last year, but only nineteen percent against them in the playoffs last year uh he had a horrible series so there's just a lot of stuff you know personal stuff that adds up from everybody that I think gives uh the Mavs a pretty good shot of of pulling off this major upset in the first round but uh Jalen I'm gonna bring you up now what you got man Jalen you there Okay, I think we lost. All Jay. right, all right, all
3: right. Uh, all right. No, but <laughs> there's one. There's one thing I did want to say about the uh, the edge you were talking about, and um, I, I I was texting Dalton, or I guess we was in Twitter DMs. I, I was telling him watching Luca eviscerate Pat Beverly both physically and mentally in this series is just giving me life. Like it is just the greatest thing i've ever ty seen I, I love it so much
2: ty Lu should be fired on the spot for letting patrick beverly get get switched on to luca as many times as he did tonight after what happened not just in game one but what luca did to him last year in the playoffs he scored 10 points on him in 60 seconds uh, well,
3: so I mean, I, the, the, I mean, Lucas set the tone for this series at the very beginning of Game One when he got that and one on Pat Bev and he just yelled at him, "You're too fucking small!" Like that set the tone for the series, <laughs> and it's 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 been yeah that was that was less...
2: That was less than four minutes into the first quarter of game one. That's right. (laughs) You knew from that point that it was going to be crazy. Um, Josh, what you got for us, man?
5: Dude, I I am so hyped. You know what? I might be going a bit crazy here, but I don't see how we lose this series at this point. I I just don't. The
2: The odds are definitely in their favor. I'll say that. Right, but like, to me, it's like a
5: 99.9%, unless something like terrible happens. We're right, gonna like in- and- Yeah, because like we have the best player on the court. None of their best defenders can stop him. If the adjustments are made, we have a top five coach in the league as our head coach who was just as good, if not better, at making adjustments than everyone else in the league. So how do we lose from here? I don't see it. Except for like yeah. injury
2: to Luca. <laughs> well, I mean, look, you're. I don't think you're. I don't think you're off base to feel that way. I mean, I obviously when when any of us say that, it's you know, it's natural to think. Well, you know, is this kind of a homer take I have? But I mean, you look at how they played the first two games, and they were in complete control from start to finish. It's not like they lucked into any of these wins. They went out there and took care of business, and you know, controlled the game throughout, and, you know, I don't think the Clippers have had more than, like, a four-point lead in either of these first two games, and the Mavs have been up double digits in both, you know, at least 13 points in both games. Uh, you know, I think they were up 16 or 17 at one point in game one. So, I mean, they're just – they're not just beating them. They're, they're pretty much dominating them. And, you know, if – if they just hit their free throws tonight, we're not talking about a six-point lead. You know, they win by double digits tonight just like they did Easy. in game one. So uh, I'm with you there. I mean, I, I unless something just catastrophic happens and, you know, they put uh, uh, Kane Fitzgerald for game three and four and – that other dude, Rodney Mott or whatever, <laughs> you know, it's, it's horrible that we know these referees' names. Yeah, uh, But, you know, unless they put those two for the remaining games of the series and KP and Luka get ejected or something crazy like that, I mean, I just – I don't see how the Mavs lose this series up 2-0. But – you know, knock on wood, we've seen it before in the past, Mavs losing when went up 2 but <laughs> it's looking pretty good right now. They have a lot of stuff on their side, not just uh, not just history, you know, statistics, but, you know, just the way they're playing the Clippers and the chip that they have on their shoulder. I think they
3: really, really want this one. Well, that's yeah, it, guys. Uh, when the Mavs lose this series, it's going to be all Dalton and Josh's fault. Uh, you heard it I'll here take first. It. <laughs> um.
5: I'll take it. But, hey, it's going to feel nice not- to get rid of Rondo in the playoffs. That's going to be nice. Oh,
2: absolutely. Oh, yeah. That 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 will be – you know, I've been waiting for some moment. like Because, you know, ever since he left uh, – you know it seems like he's performed well in the playoffs every year and uh, you know he's made some remarks about the Mavs and little side remarks and everything you know you know he hates Dallas <laughs> and he tries to make it like you know Rick Carlisle was the villain and make out like he he wasn't the one that quit on his team in the playoffs with a fake back injury uh so you know it's it's borderline uh it, it what's the word it's it's been long overdue that the Mavs get some type of revenge with Rondo because it seems like things have gone pretty well for him since he left Dallas. So th- this would be, this would just be icing on top of the cake <laughs> to not just beat uh Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and a Clippers team. That's been a title favorite for two years now, uh, but to send Rondo packing too. So, Matt, uh, we'll probably end up doing another one of these. Uh, I see our our people in the room got sliced in half, so you know what that means. Our buddy Kirk Henderson has started his group therapy <laughs> session. Uh, maybe boss. it's just 1
3: a.m., Dalton.
2: No, I checked. He started his room.
3: <laughs> Damn it, Kirk.
2: <laughs> it's okay. Y'all go over there. Y'all have a good time. Kirk stays up later than us, and y'all have a party over there, but... We'll come on here sometime between now and uh, before Game 3 and give a little more uh, non-adrenaline-related reaction (laughs) to all this. But, man, it sure did feel good to watch the Mavs get that win tonight. Uh, But, yeah, guys, that's going to do it for another episode of Mavs Step Back Live. Uh, Be sure to go like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. We'll have this thing up uh, as a normal podcast Tonight, and then it'll be up on Dallasbasketball.com tomorrow. So, y'all have a great rest of the night. Y'all have a great rest of the week, and we will see y'all sometime before game three. Y'all have a good one.
1: Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute.